Listen up or run for cover. Dropping knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. The, the real Robin Bradley Bombs. is dropping. What it is, Bradley back again. <laughs> With another episode of dropping bizzles, dude, and you got today, me to piss my pants already. Hey, let's listen, start it, let's start again. What are you talking about? And today in the hizzle, <laughs> we got old Charlie Chisel, <laughs> Chiseled Charlie Cheetah. Dude, Chisel might be a little bit extreme, but I'll take it. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> All right, just bro, talk. you're so funny. Let's do it again. Ready? Right, no, here we go. come on. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? We're doing it again. Yep, we're we'll start over. No, come yep. on. Here we go. You said it was one you ready? take. Ready? All right, let's go. What it is. <laughs> Back again with another episode of Dropping Bombs. Today in the studio, I got a real treat for you. It's old Charlie Cheena. What's happening, Charlie? Folks, if you don't know who Charlie Cheena is, man, he's a best-selling author of a book called Expose and Close. <laughs> right? That's it. And hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Expose and close. The marketing summit coming up. What? When's that coming up? That is coming up February 15th and 16th. Dude, that means we better... Jeff Celentano, if you're listening out there in the control room, that means we better drop this because you can't drop it past then. Otherwise, no one will get the advantage to come out and get those tickets. Absolutely. What do they do there, Charlie? Well, we're going to teach people how to present in position so they profit. So I've been here for 34 years in Las Vegas, and my wife looked at me. <laughs> so you moved here when you were 40? No, I moved here when I was 16. Listen, See, I'm folks, trying to, listen, I'm trying me to and Charlie know I'm each other along. my buddy Brad. He's, hey. trying to egg, he, he's trying to egg me on right now for the other Charlie to come out, and I'm not going to do it, bro. I'm not going to do it. This is your show. Folks, as you know, me and Charlie know each other because Charlie's been around Lightspeed for like the last seven, eight years, oh, building the business, working some deals, making some shit happen, met a lot of people, You know, learned a lot of shit, wrote a book, started a consulting company, big speaking career. Now, I'm like, finally... He's walking around our hallways all the time. Why don't you come on dropping bombs and share some of that sales knowledge? Because you've been having sales experience since you were fucking what? Ten? Nine, ten years old, yeah. What were you selling then? Everything. Where? Buffalo, New York? Buffalo, New York. Were you a Sabre fan? Sabre fan. Yeah. Actually I was having some flashbacks last night when I was at the Golden Knights game. Are you a Bills fan? Uh I am not. Okay, so there you were, nine, ten years old out in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Obviously it's cold. You're running around probably doing something uh, productive, like a newspaper route or something. Shoveling driveways, raking leaves, delivering papers, absolutely. Always been hustling? Always been hustling. Here's what I want to know, because let's tell them about how me and you ran back into each other. So you got like a construction company booming in Vegas. Yeah, like 1999, I started uh, repping a concrete company that did sound control flooring for high-rise towers here. And the guy that I was consulting for at the time put the screws to me, made some promises as far as, you know, what he was going to pay me in commissions. I started delivering my side. 
and chose not to pay me. So I said, you could pay me and I'll go away, or B, you're going to have a competitor. So he chose not to pay me. Option B was he had a competitor. So, uh, yeah, I got into the construction businesses, uh, construction business, was doing a lot of high-rise. Was that the boom? Work. Was that the boom? Oh, yeah. The that's Vegas the, boom? That's when Turnberry Towers, uh, um, Turnberry Towers, Turnberry Towers East, West, Allure, Panorama, all the towers started coming up. And I was doing all the sound control flooring in the towers. And then I started doing, you know, shades and draperies and motorized shades and marble countertops and literally was going into units and working with a lot of different contractors. And we were turnkeying them. It was, it was unbelievable. Turnkeying them. Turnkeying them. What's Even that mean? Went as far as not only. Um, you were just turnkeying them. Yeah, putting the floors in the, the um, audio visual system. And what were you getting? Six grand a clip? Oh, no. It was 60 a clip? Five figures and six figures were, were, a, were, clip? were the, a clip were the contracts, yeah. So then you were just getting a clip after clip after clip? Yeah, and people were happy to pay it because, you know, we delivered. Yeah. Got hey, the- and plus, plus you got ties to the Mob Museum, that whole story. Dude, we're going to get into your stories, but here's my question. How do you want to do, do the old podcast? You want to do it to where, like, by darn it, we took it seriously and went, went like, you know, talked about everything or shoot the shit like old chums <laughs> <laughs> i think i think we should do it like old chums with a little salt and maybe a little bit of pepper i think we should have a controlled environment okay <laughs> all righty but listen it's your show i'm just uh, listen hey, i'm just i'm hey, just giving you, you a can suggestion say that again no that was a bomb. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm right, a guest, bro. I just want to be. I just want to be. Uh... But let's take it seriously for just a moment, right. at least, at least before before we, I, you know, we have fun. You so, start busting my balls. No, because I want them okay. to know about your book. Because if I start busting your balls, then we go on a tangent. Now we're talking about. I just want to make sure that I bust back. Oh, you do bust back. Yeah. But 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 you know. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Let's keep. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. I know, but I'd rather. So hold tight, folks. I'd rather just hug it out. Hold tight, folks. We'll see what ensues. But the reason why we're joking is because, like, you know, old Charlie's been around the block a million times. So have I. He knows shit. He's not no. He's he's a savvy individual. Would you agree? I would agree. Indeed. Because always learning, though, baby. Always learning. You know, for the past thirty years, you've basically worked in high level sales environment sales environments correct high level ones high level so you've done quite a bit of shit dude here and there all over i know that just from knowing you um well dude that's how you pulled me in you wouldn't when i when i came in here i came in because you're a contractor no but i want to make sure that i talk about what you what you have going on and it's expose and close which is the book go get it expose and close.com expose and close he spoke. He spe- he speaks in closure school, sometimes. You know, goes out around stages. Get up on the mic like it's a dick. Now, why would you draw closer? Oh, dude. Now, why on. would you draw closer? You said get up on it. <laughs> yeah, pull a little closer. Is that better? There you go. All right, That's here we it. go. So, so, all kidding aside, the book you wrote. Yeah. It teaches people how to freaking find opportunities, close opportunities, introduce themselves, network properly. The book can literally, if you implement what's in it, I'd say double your sales, if not triple. No now, question. Again, that's me saying it. I've never read it. I'm just making an assumption. See how honest he knowing is? Knowing you. I gave him one of the first copies, too. I know, but knowing you, 
I know, like if anybody well, can go into a, a conference and 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 find the best contacts and introduce them and and find out everything about them faster than Charlie, I, I, I'll, I'll give you a freaking thousand bucks. Well, that's the key, man. I mean, I think you know the space that we're in. And having dealt with now the top speakers, trainers, and subject matter experts for the past eight years, if they're not clients, we we both know them, we have their numbers, we interact with them, we collaborate with them in different ways and forms. But I think in sales training where people are missing it is there was a void for the people that aren't sales professionals. The guy out there that owns a business, the person that gets their first retail sales job or their first job cold calling. And I think the misses, they don't know the art of the introduction. They don't know how to say hello and properly engage people in a power presentation on what they do. So let's break that down. All right. Um, we enter a party. Yeah. We feel a little bit, I don't know, awkward. We look left. There's a bunch of people chit-chatting. We paranoidly or not believe that everybody's looking at me like I got a booger in my nose. We look to the right there seems to be a bunch of people sneering like, who's that and why is he here? And you kind of have this like overwhelming like fear that frickin' you're not even supposed to be in that room. How do I proceed from there? Well, I mean, the first thing is confidence and certainty before you even walk in the room. Confidence and certainty Correct. before you can even walk in the room. Right. So you have to have the confidence and certainty that what you have to offer the world Matters is going to make a difference. Now, what do you what do you think the key was? What what you just said? The key, the key word. Well, confidence and certainty. No, nope. married. Before, the key word being before. You need the confidence before you walk into the room, Correct. which means don't even walk into the room, Junior, until you're ready to walk into that room. Now, do you train somebody on how to be confident and expose and close? Yes. It is. It, here's here's the deal. What chapter? The, well, from the beginning, I was. <laughs> hey, good answer. I was. Now name? see, now see. Charlie is a consummate sales guy, folks. If you don't know what a sales guy is, you look at Charlie. You think he's a sales guy? Nope. Charlie's a closer. He's an old smooth closer from way back. You've heard yep. the expression you had me at. Hello. Well, that's the key right there. So you know, how do you present yourself at the first point of contact? Right? How do you present yourself in a way at the first point of contact where you're unforgettable or you're different? How do you position yourself where people go, nope, that's the guy. He's the logical choice for me to do business with. I'll bet you anything. If you, if you went and got like red roses and, and when you approached anybody, you just walked up and said, excuse me, am I? Unforgettable. Oh, that's what you and then are. You'd hand, and then you'd hand the rose to him slowly, like you're in slow motion, but you're not. No one would ever forget you. Would that is that what you would suggest? No, that is not what I would suggest. Although, you know, there's an ask for every seat, as they say. I'm certain, True. certainly that could be a close. But again, I mean, when, when someone says, what do I hope will happen? And the answer is for them to never forget me. Walk up, take out your willy and, 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 and spank her. Okay, you'll never be forgotten. No, here's what you want to do. Robert Cialdini wrote a book called Presuasion. You know he did. Presuasion, preframe, however you choose to title it. How do you, in 10 seconds or less, tell somebody who you are, what you do, and what problem you're going to help them solve? That's key. That will help you prospect the right clientele. It will also 
allow you to take prospects from suspects and sort, sift, and separate prospects from from suspects. So what I mean, if I met you at this party, dude, I like I like the word tracks you've discovered. I I, I went well. Hey man, been a, bit, sort, bit, sift, and sap. What was it? Separate. Been around and had a lot of good mentors. Well, not but not only that, dude. How many? You could hold a class on sort, sifting, and separating, couldn't you? No question. And again, we're all disciples of sales, just like we talked in your office before we got here. Somebody's been here before us, right? We're just taking the content that we're learning, the knowledge that we're learning, and then we're putting it through our personality and to, to achieve our objective. So I've learned from the best of them. Uh, being here, I've learned from a lot of people. I mean, the first month that I was uh, here at Lightspeed, Tom Hopkins walked down the hallway. I remember in the 80s, 90s, training with Tom Hopkins. So everybody, first of all, should have a mentor or mentors. But the art... Now, by the way, let's, de let's define a mentor. Well, for me, a mentor is somebody that's been there and done it that... I have a respect for their accomplishments, and there's social proof there that they've done it. I think because of the business that we're in and a lot of the people we're around, there's a lot of mentors or gurus out there that have no business on mentoring because although their intentions are good, they haven't done it. They're in the process of doing it, which is awesome, but you shouldn't, in my opinion— be operating on somebody when you've never been to medical school or operated before. So what I'm trying to say is, for me, a mentor is somebody that has been there and that has done it, that you relate to, and a mentor does not have to be, you know, a Grant Cardone or a Tony Robbins. I mean, I've mentored under people growing up in my life, you know, that were mailmen. My grandfather was a mailman. My grandfather ta taught me... Um, did you mentor under him? Well, he was a mentor. Yeah. I mean, you know, the conversations. My grandfather so drove didn't me. didn't that make you a mentee? Yeah, absolutely. He drove me cross country. Aren't all grandpa, grandson relationships mentor-mentee? Not necessarily. Only, yeah, I mean, if, only if the grandpa knows something? Well, I think it's, it's, it's if he knows something. And again, you know, that, that, re, that relationship, that mutual relationship, um, respect has to be there. So, I mean, there's some people within my family that I would, you know, have great relationships with, but I wouldn't consider them. You wouldn't take their To be advice. mentors. No. You know, I love them. So to, so to be a mentor, you would have to just be able to seek someone's counsel. Yeah. Seek someone's counsel that you believe is going to make a difference in your life. So like when people DM you and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Are you mentoring them when you answer? Well, it depends on, 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 the depth of the question and the answer, but I would say yes in most cases, yes. I mean, damn, dude, this is complicated. This mentoring formula. It can be. I mean, my most well, we important even, mentees. We can't even pinpoint what it is. It keeps escaping us. It keeps eluding us. You think so? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to put a tack in it. All right, let's so, put a tack. So, in. so what is mentoring? When, when, when you seek counsel from somebody that you that you, uh, it, it, you know, value their I, advice. I think. I think mentoring. From the mentee side, you, you can't. Are you mentoring from the mentee side? No. But what I'm trying to impress upon everybody is, if you're looking for a mentor, you have to make a decision that you know, like, and respect that individual, and 
you're going to be coachable and most importantly, be ready to implement what they're giving you. What if you get a sucky one? Well, that's a problem. I mean, if you get, if you get, if you get, how do you fix that? You need to go find another mentor. Well, I would say we don't try and fix it, Charlie. I'd say we try to avoid it altogether. No question. How do you do that? I I don't know how you do do that. Due diligence, my friend. The answer is due diligence. Make sure if you get a mentor or a coach or a consultant or whatever you want to call them because they come in all forms and names. Mentors to me are free. Your grandpa, he's a mentor. He comes out and tells you, hey, son, don't do this, don't do that. He ain't charging you shit. He's, He's coaching you. He wants to see you do well. He's mentoring you through... You know, situations, et cetera, that's free. The, when you start writing checks, that's when you get a coach or you hire a consultant. Like me, if someone wants me to mentor them, <clears throat> you better be someone that I like a lot or you're a family or something. Otherwise, you know, now I got shit I'm doing. I don't have time to mentor people. Now, I do have time to consult people, 5000 an hour. How about you, Charlie? How many people would you consult for five grand an hour? Quite frankly, I would only I would only having having done one on one consulting, that is not scalable. And as a coach or a mentor, I need to make sure if I'm coaching or mentoring somebody, that I'm convinced that they're ready to be coached or mentored. And again, are going to how do they convince you? Implement. Well, again, uh, you know, one of the things I do is I ask a series of questions before I even agree to coach them. Damn, Um, dude! You mean someone has to apply? Someone has to apply. You Dude, know, you or, can't just hire fucking Charlie Cheena. And by the way, he's tricky because if you go to Instagram, he tries to throw you off the trail. It's Cheena Charlie on there. And Cheena, which not many people know how to spell, C-I-N-A. is C-I-N-A. So at C-I-N-A Charlie will will find you the real Charlie Cheena. Because if you put an H on it, you'll be in China. Yeah. Just for the record. If you put an H on Cheena, you'll be in China. That is correct. Yeah, mentor, coach, whatever word you want to put to it. At the well, end. are you paying or not? Are you are you mentoring well, people I've, for money? I've had mentors. Are that Are you I've mentoring paid. for money? Yes. I okay. Think there's there's that, many people then, out to there. To me, that, that's not a mentor. That is a consultant or a coach, or you hired somebody. It's not a mentor. Mentor to me is free. Your grandpa's a mentor. True. Your uncle is a mentor. Okay. Like, well, let, I have let, personally. Let me give you some advice, son. You know, that's a mentor. I ain't charging you, and I ain't fucking stick. I don't know if I agree with that, man. And I ain't holding you accountable. I've had mentors that I've paid. One of my mentors that I talk Dude, about in the book. you just call them a mentors, and the fact that you paid them doesn't change what they did. As soon as you paid them, it was a consulting or a, or a, or a coaching. It turned. It turned. If I paid them, then they, they coached me or they consulted let's, me. Let's, but let's any, hear what Siri bo- can listen. Anybody that's made a Siri, difference in my life has been a mentor. Mentor. As a noun, it means an experienced and trusted advisor. Do you want to hear the remaining one? Yes. Yes. As a verb, it means advise or train someone, especially a younger colleague. Yeah. So I, that's why I said I don't. I don't necessarily agree that a mentor shouldn't be paid. Siri, define consultant. A person who provides expert advice professionally. Do you want to hear the remaining? Doesn't that one? sound closer? 
Yeah, I think we're splitting hair, hair, no, 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 hairs, no, no, man. No, no, suck a fish. No, no, suck a fish. No, come on, because man. there's too many people out there talking about find a mentor. Well, people ask me, can I mentor you? I'm thinking, fuck, I don't want to put my arm around your son, talk about talk by the pond for hours. Like, fuck. Like, you you got 10 grand an hour or five grand an hour or shit that I can be talking to you about? Because, yes, I like to help people. And I got some free time now and again, but I don't want to sit there and mentor a thousand people unless I'm getting paid a bunch of money. So that's why I put some stupid number on it, like five, 10 grand an hour. As soon as my calendar was filled up with 10 grand an hour, I'd raise it to a hundred grand an hour to free up my time. And then if everyone kept paying a hundred grand an hour, I'd raise it to 150,000 an hour to free up my time. And eventually if, it, if people just kept paying for my time, I'd be book solid. No problem because I'm just fucking raking in the dough and I'd only do it for a period of time. And then after three to five years, when I had $150 billion setting underneath me, I'd stop telling people anything and i'd say check out my 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 virtual training system where i've virtualized everything i would have told you in person get through that take you about two or three years then i'll meet you in person and then i'll filter it that way why because dude i can virtually get you up to speed where i when i talk to you i only want to talk about intelligent shit i don't want to have to train you i don't want to have to repeat the same thing i said a thousand times to a hundred mentees before you Okay. No, I, I agree like with you. I, like I, I can't tell you how many trainers out there in the world are are they tell me their value time. All their curriculum says we should appreciate our time. It all basically says we should really, really understand how valuable time is. But yet they go around and say the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. If they value time so much, why would they repeat themselves so often? Why wouldn't they just record themselves doing it one time perfectly and then allow that thing to precede their appearance and or and or remain behind after their appearance so they don't have to say the same shit they've already said a thousand fucking times? You're like, correct. Do you appreciate time or don't you, son? That's why I got my own system. That's right. No, you got your own system because I closed your ass. Oh, whatever, bro. Dude, I closed your yeah, ass. Yeah, you closed me. Hey, but anyway... Uh, old Charlie Chena back in the day, you know, you, you uh, in high school, you didn't look the same. I saw pictures of you when you were younger. You like you had a beard and it was like you almost a different no, looking a, dude. I had the stash, never a beard. Oh, beard? That was, yeah, that was maybe in you my early a, 20s. You were just a different looking dude. Let's talk about that time where the Gatorade story. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the Gatorade story. <laughs> See, there he goes, Brood. Come on. Can't, no Gatorade? Can't we keep it real? Sure we can. Huh? It is real. Listen, that's real. Let me, let me just say this. Hey, that's real. Listen, let me just say this. See, that's how you that's how you blow up, Charlie. That, 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 you get real. I get real. Yeah. Get real. Get real real. But maybe not. That might be how you implode as well. So sometimes, sometimes there's a fine line between explosion... An implosion. Uh, my two key mentees, which are my two kids, do not need to know about the Gatorade story, bro. Well, if they're going to be listening to this, allow me to keep it very professional. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dropping Bombs. Today on the today on the studio, I've got an incredible individual. His name is Charlie China. Wonderful father. This um, is the two great, fantastic kids. My jobs. You know, for the past thirty years, Charlie's worked in a high-level sales environment. Building. Come on, sales bro. Teams. Let's get down to brass tacks, dude. I want to know one thing. What? If, if if I'm listening to this show and everybody says, "Hey, man, Charlie Sheen, expose and close." 
What does that mean? Oh, well, obviously it's some sort of sales training, some sort of training that can no, here's, here's like help me help me find opportunities and let take me, advantage of them. Let me but, rock and roll. But what does that mean? Like, give me some here, tactical here, here, steps here, I here, can take right now to double my income in 2020. Here's the deal. You want to know a multi-million dollar word, the most important word in life and in sales. Yes, I would. It's hello. That's hello. it. Hello. It's hello. People don't know how to say hello. People would rather, will say goodbye f- quicker and more comfortably than they say hello. Hello is the magic word. Hello, my name is. It sounds simplistic, but it's not because people don't do it. You walk into a store. Can I help you? What are my two responses to that question? Yes, no, get the fuck out of here. Yes or no? Stupid question, right? How about, hi, my name is, what's your name? Once somebody knows your name, the barriers drop down. Now you're not strangers anymore. Strangers in the the night. night. That's number one. Number two, once you know somebody's name, now you can start a conversation that could potentially convert. People don't teach the basics. That that was number two? Yeah, that was number two. Yeah. Do you prefer number two? It depends on on my mood. (laughs) How about yourself? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not waiting to hear all the options. Dude, dude I want to So number thing. two. I, I have blue you. eyes, you have brown eyes. Dude, I That's heard That's all you. I'm saying. You just, you just said number two. Uh, I'm listening. So number two. <laughs> said it again. Dude, there you go. I'm listening. It's called a pattern interruption, everybody. That's something that you don't want to do when you're having a conversation that converts is throw out something that's going to be a pattern interruption, which, by the way, Mr. Bradley of Dropping Bombs is a master at. That's the basics. Hello? Hi, my name is, what's your name? Now, what's your power pitch? The big question in business. The poem, the power pitch. The power presentation. Now, again, the power pitch. The power power presentation. presentation. That's a Charlie Chena original, is it not? No, the power pitch has been around forever. Who said the power pitch? I've never heard power pitch my entire life. The power pitch. You've never heard the elevator pitch or the power pitch. No, but you might as well call it anything. Like, you know, that's when you enter into the fucking slickery dick. Right. Now, the slickery dick stage is when we go in there and we basically lube up the deal by yeah, but stating it doesn't, words it's not about, and preframes and blah, blah, blah. It's not like about you being just, sli- You just make up your own word for it. You don't have your own word for it. What's a power a pitch? A power presentation, a power pitch, an elevator pitch is when somebody who, says to you- An elevator I've heard of, but who who made that up? I don't know. Somebody right, that was going up or down. You can own that. Somebody that are, was, you in, are you teaching elevator pitches? Yeah. You just said power pitch. Now you're confusing me. I want my money back, dude. Power pitch. I'm telling you what it's called out there. Dude, where first people of all, you're telling that. me to take a number two, go number two, and then get into my power pitch, which is really just a uh, uh, elevator pitch. It's not just an <laughs> elevator pitch. <laughs> I'm just making people laugh. Your your kid, Carmen, right now is laughing at you, not at you, with you, with me. But but. The question is, is seriously, all kidding aside, you go in there, you give them your name, you find out theirs, and then you enter the power pitch. What's the power pitch? Break it down. Well, in business, you're at a networking event. Everyone so says, let's say I'm an MLM guy and I'm selling uh, uh, peanut butter ice cream that makes you skinny. Right. Well, what most people would say, though, is you just gave part of a power presentation. Most people would say, I work for an MLM company, or I sell vitamins, or I'm in the nutraceutical business. And they're not. That's not what they, they do. What they do is what part of what you just said, right? You help people, you empower people to lose weight 
right? Through so our- do you help people uh, find their power pitch? Yes, absolutely. So if I'm listening to this and I'm like, dude, I like this motherfucker. I want him to help me. I'd call you and say, Charlie, I want you to help me to find my power pitch. That is correct because that's the first point of contact. That's the first point of contact. And if you're congruent from the first point of contact and then getting people involved in the sales process, you're going to close 80% of the deal if they're a prospect in that first 60 seconds because people are going to know exactly what you do. So I'll give you... An example, you know that we have people uh, that are network marketing professionals. We have a lot of network marketing companies on the Lightspeed platform. I went to one event. They sell um, hair care products. I'm walking around the event. I don't wear my lanyard. Get in the elevator. What do you do? Well, we sell custom shampoo. What's custom shampoo? Or we sell designer shampoo. Or I'm in the direct sales business. It doesn't really tell me what they do. I buy my own shampoo. My wife buys. What should own. they have said? They we should make have said, I, "I empower." They should have said, "I empower." What do you do? Well, I empower women, you know, eighteen to eighty, to overcome bad hair days forever through my, you know, three-step process. For example, well, 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 how do you do that? Well, we help people do. We help people, you know, analyze and assess. So just their, better describe themselves is what you're saying. Yeah, and again. When you say that to somebody, you're going to catch them off guard, but subconsciously you're helping them connect the dots on what problem you can help them solve. Chiropractors. Because when people, when people introduce themselves, they're really wondering, who are you and what can you do for me? Right. Like if I go out and I'm representing, first of all, when I go out and prospect and, and I meet somebody and I say, what do you do? If somebody tells me they're a speaker, trainer, or coach, what product do you think I'm going to pitch? After you roll your eyes? After I roll my eyes. VT platform. Right. But I'm not going to say I sell an online training platform. The subcontent, that's not going to help them connect the dots. So what I would say if they're a speaker, trainer, or subject matter expert is I empower speakers and trainers just like you, Brad, to monetize your content online and offline guaranteed in three easy steps. Now they'll say, well, well, how do you do that? Yeah, number one, virtualize the shit that's in your head. Number two, Put it in a platform. Number three, market it to businesses and individuals. All right. Brad, if that sounds good to you, I'd love to you know, take that five. Does, that does sound good, Charles. I'd like to take five minutes to hop on a demo. Now I've got you involved in the sales process. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you were young, dude, were you cool? Were you like at a fucking pool hall all the time and like got all the ladies and you had the nice car and all your friends fucking would always fucking refer to you as Charlie? I, yes, I had the nice car. I had the nice clothes. Um, it wasn't really, though, until I, I went to college that things started moving and grooving. And then, <laughs> what does that mean? You, you didn't get laid till college? No. What does that mean, though? Well, what it means is I didn't start moving and grooving until I what, got in college. What's moving and grooving? Moving and grooving. You know, being an 18-year-old kid that was young and full of testosterone and wanted to have a good time. You're talking about humping? I'm talking about humping. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, listen. Dude, why? He's always got to take it there. I didn't take it there. You did. I said, what's moving Whatever, and grooving? Bro. Whatever, bro. Whatever. You said moving and grooving. I'm trying to, to, I'm trying to be a good host and, and dig deep. I didn't know what moving and grooving meant. You meant you said you didn't even move and groove until you were 18. Yeah. I'm like, what? I, I didn't a, even ask that question. I was a slow learner. All right, here's what I want to know, bro. Like, Back in the day, like, were you at the pool halls and you were like a freaking stud? You were like popular, or were you like introverted? No, I was never introverted. Were you the cool kid? 
Yeah, I was a cool kid. Did you have a nice car at 16 when other nice... friends of yours had no car? Yes. Did you make them pitch in for gas? No. That's a cool buddy. No. Did you go pick them up when they needed to be? Yeah, absolutely. But I had good friends. But you grew up. On so Buffalo. you weren't an alpha male. Whatever. I don't know <laughs> what that means. What the fuck does that mean? Dude, that's just funny shit. Huh? Hey, here's what I really want to know. Back in back in those days, like you were cool, and you know, when did it? When <laughs> when did you say, "I know I got the gift of gab"? Because I think when it deep. deep I think when you get down to the facts, sometimes the best salespeople are the sharpest witted. Don't you think? No question. Yeah. So it's like you have to have a, you have to have a sense of humor. Yeah, bro. and and you got to be sharp witted. Okay, and that's what's funny is you can think fast. Sharp witted, not nit witted. Well, you can think fast is the bottom line because again, like you don't have to be intelligent to think fast. Okay, <laughs> look at Jeff Salentano. Yeah. Oh, Jeff's a good dude, bro. Where are you, Jeff? Dude, of course he is. I he's out Jeff. there. He's out there running the show. Jeff's an ace, dude. J- Jeff's like my Baba Booey. Jeff's if I'm a- Howard Stern, he's my Gary Balabate or whatever that guy's <laughs> name was. He's my Delabate. Dude, we have a lot of talented people here. Yeah, we do, dude. We got a good, we got a good crew forming here, and we're about to go. We're about people. to go huge, but that's neither here nor there. Nor there. I want to get. I want to get the audience familiar with charlie china and how he came up because you weren't always squeaky clean you weren't always mr slick rick no you had to learn a lot of shit the hard way too didn't you well yeah i mean i I grew up my dad was in the clothing business my mom oh that explains the fucking haberdasher oh yeah my dad had see if you guys watching the video portion you can see that charles very dapper you know old charles china's one of the most dapper individuals like when he walks into a room, everybody's like, "Hey, who is that sly old fox?" Well, I had to tone it down because you—you you look almost like a governor or a mayor or some sort of personality. Well, like, thank you. like when you look at Charlie, you, you automatically think, "Who's that?" Just from a visual, like, "Who's that?" Like he's like a mayor. He's like very presidential looking. Well, I try to help some of these youngsters that come in in their in their in their t-shirts and stuff that do demos, yeah. and they don't and they don't get it. You have to dress to your audience. So I'm not suggesting. If you're a laborer working construction, mm-hmm. that you should, you know, you have wear a to. French cuff shirt. You don't have to. Listen. Hey, hey. You don't have hey, to. Hey, hey, you're on dropping bombs. I can't necessarily let you get away with Mida. Listen, I didn't say, did I say you have to? Yeah. Okay, well, I believe if you're- <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. In your business. Okay, you don't have to. Listen. You're, you, you should. If you're mentoring under I'll, I'll me- I'll let you say No, no, you no, should, no, dude. Listen, you if you're- if you if, if you're going to mentor- ever been successful by dressing t-shirts- Bullshit. You didn't listen to what yeah, you you're not you letting have me fish. To dress to your if, audience. If you don't have to. If you're looking to increase your closing percentage at a faster rate and get attention and build rapport, you are better off dressing to your audience or being the best dressed person in the room than not. Agreed. Right? So whether I'm 50. No, no, no. Agreed. Is that a bomb? Well, the way you stated it, yes, but when you say you have to. See, I'm literally. Literally. Right. I get it. Literally. I get it. Hang on. I get it. Dressing makes a difference. I agree. Dressing That's why, by the way, my style and your style is very similar. Maybe maybe because we're both similar aged, but at the end of the day. I think you're older than me, aren't you? I'm 50. How old are you? I'm 53. Oh. Why do you look older, though? I look older because I don't take care of myself. (laughs) 
I don't have I all those wish, connections. Dude, I just wish I had that smile that you have. Well, go see Dr. Uh, Joe Willardson. Dude, don't, you should have been an actor. Just tell him you want the Brad. You should have been an actor. I am an actor. I'm, um, and right now I'm acting like this is funny. <laughs> no, but realistically, dude, the way you dress, I agree, is 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 definitely an advantage. And, and again, I'm laid back. People laugh. But the truth is, yeah, you should dress the best you can, period. And yes, you should dress for your audience, period. But you don't have to. So again, I mean, if there's someone out there that's going to ruin their whole freaking, you know, career because because they think they have to dress the part, no, they don't. They can they can express themselves and still win. It's just harder, right? Okay, so so do, so so, do we want to so, take time out of the learning curve and take quantum leaps, or do we want to progress that's by That's what inches? I would advise, but I also want to give people real information, which is you don't have to, but you fucking should. How about that? Okay. Can we say that, Charlie? Well, then let's let's to your point at the beginning of the conversation. Agree to disagree. Ne- narrow it down. No, I don't want to say agree to disagree. I know, let's narrow I've it down. If you're if if you're in sales, and you're moving a product or service, right? When mm-hmm. I come in here, would yep. you rather have somebody dressed like me or somebody in a t-shirt? Depends on no, the no, no. Depends. Depends on the environment. Well, if whoever hasn't been at the Lightspeed office, the office is first class. Depends on the environment. You get right? off the elevator, it's first class. Those people that have been here, it's a first class operation. Well, thank you, but it is it is also a very, very, very uh, laid back culture. Why? Because well, I'm kind of laid back. Yeah, but I listen when you suit up. You... No, no, dude. I, when I go out on a stage and speak, what do I wear? I wear a freaking jacket, some jeans, nice shoes, no question. Watch, cufflinks, pocket square, high, high custom white collared shirt. Why? Because, dude, I like to look pimp, Mac Daddy. But that's because <clears throat> that's my style. If I felt better or I had some badass physique or a fucking black V-neck sweater looked better than that. I'd stop wearing that because I go out there wanting to impress myself. Like I want to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I look fucking good. Why? Because now when I walk out there, I'm just a little more confident and sure and certain because I think I look the best I can. Now, I also factor in where am I? If I'm at a banker's convention and everybody, all the, all the guests are in suits and ties and I'm the only one not in one, well, then I think I better be one famous person to to do that like gary v for example they pay him like a hundred grand to come into these events dude he walks in and freaking yeah i've met yeah, I've been yeah at so he's gary. T-shirt. He, he don't and... give a shit his hair is messy he's wearing a beanie cat because guess what he walked in listen no with a beanie cat because no, people want to know what he has to say period so he's positioning himself to be an expert by saying I know what's going on, and he's proven himself a, a bunch of times. But here's so what, if, if you're in that position, you can he, roll in and whatever you want. But when you're asking someone for their business position, well, now you might want to walk in there looking and feeling your best based on the audience. So now the next answer would be I'd factor where I'm at. Right, so I might the go in there with a, with a V-neck uh, black sweater, and then I might go in there with a three-piece suit all the way buttoned up. I'm talking about tip to tail. But here's the confusion. Some people will say, oh, they do it at Google. 98% of the businesses out there aren't Google. Yeah. Right? Well, I've never heard Nin- anyone say they n- do it at n- Google. 99, 95% of the people out there aren't Gary. I have even been to Google. Aren't Gary V. So I think that that is the wrong message. Gary V has reached a celebrity status. That's his brand. Well, what message do you want to give your kids? Because I'll tell you what, his kids, folks, one of the best raised kids ever you want to meet. So what would what advice in this case would you be given, Carmen? 
you, I always you, tell my kids, if you see my kids, you know, go to school, my kids are, are, are dressed every day. Yeah, and, and when not, I say and when I say dressed, obviously they're wearing they're wearing sneakers, they're wearing jeans. But my kids, but you teach them. Yeah, they're, they're pay attention they're, to what you're wearing. No son. question, they're groomed. They'll you know they walk in here, you know they'll shake everybody's hand. They'll they'll introduce themselves, and 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 that's the disconnect. Like common courtesy is not dead, right? Dressing up is not dead. Do you have to? No. Should you? Well, if yes. you're mentoring under me, or you know, as a parent. Absolutely, positively, you will close more deals, you will build more relationships, and you will have a better quality of friends and friendships based upon how you say hello, how you look, and and the respect that that you give to that other person as you're having those conversations of first introduction. Yeah, and and, and when you're selling something, I believe, again, it's true. But like like if, if I knew a billionaire in a ball cap, over a fucking millionaire in a fucking three-piece suit, I'd pick the ball cap. No question. But if from where I'm positioned, trying to help people, like my book is a very simple read, right? One, two, three, four-page chapters. That was by design because people will say, I need to take a sales course. Awesome. But you don't have the basics of human sales courtesies that are necessary. So what I'm trying to do <laughs> is teach people the basics. You want to increase your closing percentage? Learn how to shake a hand, say hello, and ask somebody their name. You want to increase your closing percentage? Have your power presentation down. When people say, what do you do? You don't say, I'm a secretary. You're a secretary for a company. Like Alex at the front desk should never say, well, I, I work at a company called Lightspeed. Alex should what should be, she say? She should be, what do you do? Well, I empower speakers and trainers to monetize their content online, worldwide, guaranteed. Oh, really? Do you have a card? Boom. Jeff, what oh, does he do? Jeff shouldn't say he's a video editor. What does he do? He empowers speakers, trainers, and subject matter experts to monetize their content online because that's what we do collectively as an entity at who, made, who made up those words? You? Yeah. Empowers. Those are my speakers, words. actors, and authors. What is it? I empower speakers, trainers, and subject matter experts to monetize their content online, worldwide, guaranteed. Guaranteed in three easy steps. Three easy steps. What is it? What are they? I uh, teach them how to present, position, and profit. So I'll teach. Hey, you by the to- way, if anybody's thinking about a Lightspeed VT platform during this episode, because again, if you have information or knowledge, or a song to sing that you think the whole world can benefit from, Lightspeed's the technology to deliver, track, measure, monitor, and monetize that information. And we're the ones that helped everyone do it. So you call old Charlie Chena here at Lightspeed. I'll give you a free plug, Charlie. Don't call me, folks. Love that. He's not taking a deal on me. No, don't call me, folks. I'm tired of taking these calls. He doesn't have time. I want you to call Charlie Chena at Lightspeed VT. And matter of fact, you can just email him. Charlie dot C-I-N-A China at Lightspeed VT and tell them, hey, Charlie, hook me up on one of them platforms or or you can hire him to speak. Right. You can freaking get involved with Charlie, even outside of Lightspeed, because Charlie's got businesses from here to motherfucking Key West. Let me give you one more example. Does your wife know about the Key West, Florida business or she no? She does not know about you haven't the told, Key West. Florida you have not business. told to Neil. You want to keep the nail out of that. Tanil, I know you're going to be listening. 25 and years with Microman. 
What's that? 25 years with my girl. 25 years. 20 now, see, nowadays, dude, 25. listen, nowadays that is like an accomplishment. That is an accomplishment. Like, dude, remember back in the old days where that was, that was expected. You just, when you were married, you married for the whole life. Now it's like you got married and you're together 20 years. That's like, holy shit, Married. Dude, you're 20, 25. 25 together. 25 years together. Yeah, and I still love her. I actually love her more. You do? I do. I love her more, yeah. Each and every day? I do. Well, that's because she raised good kids. She's a good girl, all that. She's my best friend, man. Oh, hey, you know she's going to be listening now. No, it's true. I know, but Charlie really... You know it's true. Charlie really wants her to hear it now. That's What's right. up, Tanil? I know you're listening, girl. Charlie's going to make sure of it. I do have a good girl. <laughs> hey, so let me ask you a question. Chena Charlie. By the way, it's at Chena Charlie if you're on Instagram. Was Charlie Chena taken? I think so. Dude, like... I know it's terrible. Why didn't you go with the real Charlie Chena? I'm going to change it. I would. I'm going to change it to the real Charlie Chena. I would. There could be a fake Charlie Chena out there. I, everyone kept saying, what, is there a fake Bradley out there? And I'm like, no, it's just the, I did it because... And now there is a fake Bradley out there. You seen the account? No, I haven't. Dude, go look up the fake Brad Lee. And what does it's he some look like? I it's not he. It, he has a picture of me. It's a parody account of me. So he like posts memes and I guess makes fun of me. And it's called the fake Brad Lee. It's go go look it up and follow it. It's pretty funny because he he might think he's making fun of me, but he's actually complimenting me in a lot of cases. No such thing as bad press, it's right? It's funnier than hell too, dude. The guy is hilarious. Everyone thinks it's me. Everyone texts me and says, dude, that's genius. I'm like, what? And he's like, dude, you're running your own parody account. And I'm like, that ain't me. And they're like, bullshit. Dude, you, ever, you should have him on dropping bombs. Well, Tell if him you, to come front. If he ever wants to reveal himself. But then it, it would take away the fun. Because nobody knows who the dude is. It's just an account that posts some funny, funny shit. But anyway, so Charlie Chena, now, dude, you're a businessman. You're you're uh, running around and you're teaching people how to expose and close. Your book selling off the charts. You're 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 speaking to all kinds of companies. You've even taken on a few consulting gigs where yep. where you've written scripts for companies, rewritten their whole sales process because of the experience you've had over the last thirty years, kicking ass, taking names in sales, closing, sales management, hiring the talent, etc. Yeah, I love it too. I mean, I don't. But, I se- selling's my hobby. Like, if you when I wake up in the morning, if you said, "Listen, who are you really?" I'm a sales professional. I love the art of selling. I constantly study it, you know, and I consider myself to be a disciple of sales. How do people uh, become a disciple of the Expose and Close Marketing Summit? The Expose and Close Marketing Summit is going to be the 15th and 16th of February. And why I decided to Two do, days. Yeah, two days. Why I decided to do that, um, I was at my kitchen table just before Christmas. And I'm, you know, prospecting. It's the weekend, but I'm going through LinkedIn and I'm prospecting. I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to find more clients, more speaking gigs. Because I can tell you this, when you learn the art of presentation and you can speak to an audience, doesn't matter whether it's two people, 50 or 500, you can sell more products and services in your brand than you think. That's a huge, huge platform, as you know, Brad. So she just looked at me and said, you've been here 34 years. Why don't you, and you know everybody in town, why don't you do your own event 
invite all local business leaders. So I'm inviting doctors, lawyers, chiropractors, attorneys, mortgage brokers, people that I've known um, in business. And I'm going to teach people how to present, position, and profit. And then I'm going to bring in a guy that I've actually mentored under, Joel Bauer. Do you know Joel? Sure. Yeah, Joel's probably one of the... Let me take that back. Joel, in my experience, is the best form, best platform closer on the planet. Um, learned a ton from him. He's trained the top 2,000 speakers, trainers, and subject matter experts on the planet. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just came from an event uh, uh, of his a couple months ago, and I'm hanging how out. Ne- how does he not have a VT? Well, that's actually how I met him. I met him. Because Kevin Harrington, I was out with Kevin. I said, Kevin, come on, man. You must know somebody you can refer me to that, you know, I haven't talked to. And he goes, have you ever heard of this guy, Joel Bauer? And I said, no. He said, well, nobody knows him, but everybody uses him. I said, really? He said, yeah. So gives me his cell number. He goes, don't give it out. Don't say you got it from me because he's, you know, very private. Long story short, you know me. I'm texting him. I'm calling him. His assistant calls me and says, uh. Can I help you? I said, well, I, you know, I empower speakers and trainers. I want to I work with, comp, you know, people like Les Brown and Tony Robbins, and I drop all these names. She said, well, you know, let me see if Joel has any um, interest, and I'll have him call you back. I said, second, I said, and this isn't a sales pitch, full transparency. I'm watching his content. I want to come to his 10-day. You want to hire him. Yeah, I want to come to his 10-day master class. So I was prepared to spend 15 grand with him. And uh, she said, well, let me tell him, and I'll have him call you back. Doesn't call me back. Text him again. Doesn't call me back. Like three weeks later, I'm I'm at a demo here in the office. I see it's his number. I pick it up. It's his assistant. She said, uh, "Joel can talk to you now." I said, "Well, I'm at a demo. Give me ten minutes, and I'll call you back." Call back in ten minutes. She goes, "Up, oh, Joel's back underground. He can't talk to you." I said, "He's got fifteen thousand reasons <laughs> to talk to me." I said, "But if he doesn't want to call me back, I guess he doesn't, you know, need my business." Guy never called me back. So now, two months goes by. She calls me back. She said, Joel, you know, would like to invite you to a two-day event to be his guest. Long story short, <laughs> I went to this two-day event, a lot of different speakers and trainers. So I, I, I kind of went with a little burn on my ass, so to speak, right? Because the guy ignored me, but I knew there was going to be a lot of other speakers there. And the guy blew me away. Like, the guy is the best platform better than marshall silver i think marshall's good but yeah i think joel's much more authentic and i love marshall and i know marshall so marshall don't be upset with me marshall's an ace i've watched marshall close 90 percent of the room but i'm gonna say joel is and maybe it's because i've experienced now joel's training events i've gone to his master class is it because sometimes joel you got to say, what the fuck? Joel. Well, I can tell what you. What movie's that, that from? I don't know. Risky Business. Oh, dude, you're going back. Joel. You're going back. Sometimes. But anyway, I was just at his, one of his events with uh, Dan Locke. Dan Locke. Boy, Hang, you better pick up all them names you dropped. Hanging son. out with Dan. Dude, you got, um, got Dan, Dan Locke. Alex Mendozian. Robert Kiyosaki stopped by. And fucking, no, not Robert. Oh, but, um, geez. You know, Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins popped in and ate some snacks in the back of the VIP area where you were. On, bro, I, I've learned how to drop bombs Yee. and drop names. 
I listen to your podcast. Dude, where 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 was this event? It was in L.A. Why was everybody there? Um, Joel Bauer, if no one knows him, how did he get all those people? Because there? he's a very private guy. He but does. How did like, he get all the people there? He does private events. He's got his own little following. He you know he's done the big stages in the past. I and, had a I had a call with him. He's a smart dude, dude. He knows. Yeah, he his said shit. He, he said he said he had he had a call with you with um, Dale Penn, I think. I forget, but yeah, someone introduced me, and we yeah. had a long talk, and he's a smart dude, knows what he's doing. Yeah, big but time. He, he's an ace, so um, at that event, I said to him, I said, Joel, I, I'd like to do a two-day event, I said, and I want to do a networking event in Vegas, bring all these local business people in, and then every quarter, what my goal is, Brad, is to bring through this event here locally, create you know my own networking group, and then with all the contacts and people that we know, bring in a different speaker or subject matter expert, so... You know, I talked to Mike Staver the other day, who's in leadership. He might He's considering coming in next quarter and doing it with me. So it's my first one, but I can tell you that... Uh, Expose and Close Marketing Summit yeah. on February 15th, it's gonna South be a, Point not, Hotel. Yeah, and I'm, only, and I'm doing it old school, man. I'm only calling people and inviting people that, that I know. Or How much is it? It's four ninety seven. Where do they go to get their tickets? Expose and Close Summit.com. See, there you go, folks. If you guys want to go, you're in Vegas during the old... Uh, right after Valentine's Day, maybe Valentine's Day didn't go so well, so you're out here in Vegas with your buddies, and you want to learn how to freaking kick-ass take names, and then I would imagine network with a bunch of like-minded individuals. Well, that's the key. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing Facebook ads. I'm literally old school in it. Mm. I, I want people there that are oscillating at a high frequency, wow. where they can collaborate, do some business, network, where we really bring rub a, elbows. Yeah, exchange I, ideas. Yeah, because here's Lock the thing. Lock arms. Dude. Social media, bro, isn't social. Call me old school, but I think I'm so out, I'm in. People don't know how to say hello. People don't know how to shake a hand. People are socially inept, a lot of people in business, and I want to bring people together that really uh, are like-minded, have goals. Front to back or back to back? Listen, front to back, back to back, end to end, as long as people are oscillating at the same uh, frequency. But here's what I can tell you. The event is going to be no nonsense. It's not a multi-speaker event. It's going to be two days of hardcore transformation. That's my goal. Oh, dude. That sounds like a good time. And South Point. Local place. That local place. You're yeah. just keeping it real. I am keeping it real. In case anybody wants a 99-cent beer. Dude, listen, when your buddy owns the hotel, why should you? Dude, if your you, buddy owns the you, hotel, you, you dude, let's, all, your... let's have all our events there. Huh? Your buddy owns a hotel. Let's have all our events there. Listen. I got some light speed events we can throw. I know a lot of people that throw big events at big hotels, and you know people don't appreciate getting That's suckered true. and hosed. Hey, and you ain't lying either, dude. You, know? you ain't lying either. So, Matter of fact, is, you know Steve Sims? I've heard the name. He, yeah, Steve Sims. Yeah, I know Steve. Blue Fishing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's looking for a unique venue here for a speakeasy. I was just telling him he's he's gonna find one whether whether we help him or not. I said, I don't know. Let me talk to old Charlie Sheena. He's like the local town mayor, knows everybody, knows everything. Well, Anthony Anthony Dalmedico, who's our client, who's having his uh, you're speaking at his event in in Phoenix. I yeah. spoke at his event the last two years, but his first event he had in Miami. He paid all the money. He's having him at all these high end hotels, and I turned him on to the South Point man, and he had a great turnout. People loved it. They were able to come in afford the rooms, afford to eat, everything's under one roof, and, and it's really a great venue. And again, my event here, I really did for locals. So for locals, it's just easy in, easy out. You know, they don't have to pay for, for parking, and they don't have to walk through uh, the MGM and, and make it a convoluted 
Nightmare. Nightmare. So. Yep, and and if they're all like I think they'll be, they'll be chanting my name when the stage opens. That is correct. They will be saying Bradley, Bradley, Brad. I guarantee the bomb squad would, but I but unfortunately I won't be speaking there. But well, you, maybe but, I will. Maybe but, I will. But you will be there, right? Maybe I'll come by and see. But come but on. but no matter what, at the end of the evenings each night, there is a place there. If it happens to be, I think on the weekends, there's a dirty at twelve thirty. Dirty at twelve thirty. Have oh, you ever dude, eaten in Michael's the best, though, at the South listen, Point? It's the, oh yeah, that's old school. That's old school. But that's dude, first but class. Dude, but oh, that's first class. Old school, like Sinatra and shit used to eat there. But 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 at the end of the day, the dirty at twelve thirty. That there's a bar there that turns into a comedy club. One of the best comedy clubs in the United States is 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 a pop up at the South Point. Believe it or not, really, it's called the Dirty at twelve thirty. I think it's on Friday nights at twelve thirty. And it's called the Dirty at twelve thirty, and you you sit there and wait and see who shows up because there'll be comedians, and and sometimes it's all the f- famous ones that are in town that want to stop by and get get a set off. Dude, the Dirty at twelve thirty. If I were you, I'd figure out who owns that deal. Go in there and yeah, old Charlie Chena them, and then and then like see if you can't slide a couple tickets into there because that's a freaking funny place, and you tell. I forget his name now. The owner, the guy that owns that. One of these days, he might see me up on a stage. Right on. When I'm doing. That's right. My, you did some stand up. When, when I'm doing my stand up. You are very yeah. funny. This is actually your niche. You found your sweet spot. What is this? This whole deal, the whole podcast, because you are a funny guy. Oh well, thank you. Acquired taste, but definitely a funny guy. Hey. Hey. Acquired now. taste for sure. Well, see, let's talk a little bit about that, Charlie. Brad. Because, because, dude, what's funny is if people could just understand one thing, I think their lives would improve. Here's what they need to understand. You're never going to make everyone happy. No. So if you know you're never going to make everyone happy, the only person you should make happy is yourself, really, because that's the only person you can control and you can make sure and you can ensure. So when you start like, well, I can't make everyone happy, right? So the only person left to make 100% happy 100% of the time is yourself. So if you do that with ethics and integrity and and you start to figure out who you are and what you believe and what you stand for and and you really get in the position that you don't care what other people think. And you and you have thick skin. Like someone can make fun of you. Like Jeff Celentano, I fuck with him here and there with his fucking choice of jeans, you know, cuz he still likes the baggy kind. But, you know, that's just me poking fun at buddies because, like, I wouldn't fuck with people I, I, I don't like. Like, I just don't talk to those people much. But at the end of the day, dude, like, I'm poking fun at his jeans. Dude, he takes it because he, he – I don't know if it's because I'm the boss or, or if it's because he's cool. But if you were to fuck with me, I take it because I'm cool. Like, people come in and talk about the old fucking, you know, shit, my nipples are here when they're supposed to be here. Like, dude, I'm 50. But at the end of the Dude, day, that's guess just what? Because people can't afford high-end furniture, they don't know where to go get a Chester drawer. That's what I tell people. I used to have a chest, now I got a Chester drawer, bro. What's the problem? You, hey, listen, everybody gets a turn. Yeah, that's one thing my dad taught me. Son, everybody gets a <laughs> See, turn. That's, that's that's where Charlie finally finds finds finds, finds respice and everybody else's failure. Because like Charlie's getting pain and everyone's laughing. I'm like, ah, Charlie, look at Charlie. You're like, the only thing that gives you solace is. Everyone gets a turn. That's right, bro. Listen, we're like, just passing through. Dude, like, all I know is when I bust people's balls, it's because when I grew up, 
I got my balls busted, and no we question. busted balls, and it was fun. Like it was funny, dude. Growing up back east, Italian family. If you didn't, if you didn't have thick skin, you're done. Like, we, well, well, I I hear it referred to as thick skin, but I call it like fucking confident, because at well, the end of the day, confidence. you can make fun of me because I don't care. Like I could pull a, I could pull my fucking schlong out in a fucking in a, in a, in a group of fucking people that would have abnormally large schlongs, and even though main mine may not be the longest i'm comfortable i'm comfortable in that situation why well because it's what god gave me and i can work it right okay so at the end of the day what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do if some dude has a big old arm dick you know and envy them no 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 dude i don't care what someone else has it's 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 what, what who am i that's right you play the hand right. of your doubt right so 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 most people they won't even go into a fucking steam room because they're worried about everybody seeing that they actually only have a little thumb hanging like like they couldn't even helicopter if they wanted to <laughs> 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 uh, their, their, their shit doesn't doesn't swing it fucking jiggles when they walk see what i'm saying there's people out there with little stubbies. Now, why did I go to stubbies? I don't know. Why well, did you go to stubbies? Well, because <coughs> you, you wanted to be. Because, <laughs> dude, this is what's real, bro. Because I think. I the think, stubby's real. I think it's funny. How do you go from increasing your closing percentage to a stubby? Here's what I think's funny, though. Listen, right if you have now, a stubby, are... that probably isn't going to increase your yeah, closing you, percentage. Do you realize right now, Charlie, there's people going, well, I've never. And, you know, unsubscribe. And then there's people dying laughing, sharing it with their buddies who are going to be dying laughing. And at the same time, who's winning? The fucker's dying laughing because what we're saying is still valuable as hell. We're just not throwing it in some fucking stuffy-ass suit and acting like it's all sage advice. It's like, dude, let me tell you something. People say hard work's necessary. Do you agree? I don't. Okay, so guess what? You don't, I don't agree work that hard. hard work's necessary? Fuck no, dude. What are you talking about? Just like I don't agree you have to fucking wear a suit to be successful. In fact, I'd argue the opposite nowadays. Nowadays, when I see people in a t-shirt and jeans and a fucking kick-ass watch, I already think, who the fuck are they that they don't have to wear a suit? I see the people in the suit. They're usually working for that dude in the t-shirt. You're saying that because that's the environment in which you live. 95%, no, it's because, it's because, dude, 95% of the people on that pla- on the planet do not know what that watch is. What watch? That watch I'm you have right there. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about if I were if I were a, a billionaire in a ball cap, okay, and, and I had a billion dollars, I would be in a ball cap if that's what I was comfortable in, and I'd never wear another suit again. Right, Why? Because well, you're because, on the right. Because you're on the other that's side. That's right. That's of, what I'm of saying. Money. So, so my point is, is if you want to get to where you can wear what you want, sometimes you have to freaking sacrifice wear what you don't want. But I would never. I would never advise somebody to wear something that they're uncomfortable wearing and try to fit in a fucking peg just to succeed. I would say rather be yourself, be authentic, and know that you are unique and you can find success as you. And that's a fact. And by the way, that's a bomb in control. I'll drop a bomb on that shit. Because it's the truth, and no, and nobody wants to say it. Everybody wants to say shit like, you know, there's this way and there's this way. And you, dude, there's a million ways to get rich. You don't have to work hard. I know people that got rich; they didn't work hard. Their fucking dad gave them something, and then fucking their uncle did a deal, and then they fucking had some inside scoop with this government thing, and and they all told. Yeah, but that's reasoning by exception. I know, but I'm just saying there's many, 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 many ways to be successful. The rules. The, 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 the clues have been left before by successful people. Like, for example, do you get up early or late? 
early. So do I. So does every successful person I've ever met gets up early. Now, do you think you have to get up early to be successful? The answer is no, of course no, not. No, but it okay, will so, increase my time frame okay. of getting things yes, done yes. and increase, just, again, I'll say my closing percentage or my, my success rate. Yeah. You're just backing up my point. That's my point. My point is, but I think people you are getting, don't have to, but you should. Right. But these people are, are getting, people are getting confused these, out there. Though, I know, man. but if you put enough of these clues, not when they're listening to me, bro. No, I'm not, we're not talking like about when, when, you when, or me. You know I'm why saying, people listen to me a lot is because I make the complicated seem simple. simple. And it is simple. Because it, right, it's it like, simple. get your ass up early. Eat right. Choose the right choices. Stop hanging around dipshits. Stop disbelieving yourself. Stop disrespecting yourself. People disrespect themselves when they allow other people to do stupid shit. Like, like for example, if 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 you're hanging around people every day, all day, like you know your your crew, and you're the motherfucker they keep fucking with and picking on, and everybody's like, you know, hey, that's funny, that's funny, but we all love him, you know, he's just the 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 the, the goof around. It's all fun and games, right? But if somebody decided, okay, look, I'm not gonna be that fucking guy, I'm gonna be this fucking guy. That may be true. It just may not be in the circle they're in. Make sense? No question. Why? Well, because they're in the fucking wrong circle. So so they decide, I'm not going to be the fucking joke around guy. Oh, they're going to be the, the fucking CEO. Okay, guess what? You go start your own business. No question. You hire your own people. Like, for example, if, if Celentano came in here and he said, you motherfucker, make fun of my jeans one more time, I'm out of here. Celentano, I dare you. Hey, Come on. Hey, and guess what? Guess what he would do? He'd go start his own business. He'd hire his own people. And then he'd be the dude making fun of jeans or acting however he acts. Because to me, I used to hang out at a car dealership, dude. We used to fuck with people all day long. All day, every day. My job was to make sure that you were not paying attention to the lot. Why? Because I wanted to see the first customer coming in. So normally I'd start telling you stories to turn your back. And then when I see it, we called up a lot, a lot of places. So you were so a scon. You sconned people. I don't know you what you want to call bro. it, dude. Because you know what? You worked at a different dealership. Huh? All dealerships Well, they have called their me Charlie lingo. Skates, bro. Nobody could outskate me. If there was an up, I was on it. Like, forget <laughs> I, it. I believe they call you Charlie huh? Skates. Forget now, it. Now, Skates... Skates is a term in the car business, which means basically you stole a deal. No. Yeah, you skated me. Well, that's skate, not a good thing. Well, skated skated men. If there was an up, no, no, no. Charlie skates. Okay, whatever is, you want to call it. If you skate me on a deal, dude, that's not when good. it was when it was a free for all system, and it was. And I worked at dealerships that were yeah, survival but, of the yeah, fittest. Yeah, but you said Charlie skates. You meant because you're fast to get to customers. That is correct. Okay. Well then. So if, well, then if, I'd if somebody pick a pulled up one. on the lot and you were over there and I was over here. You better get to him before me, bro. There's like, you know. And you weren't slowing down? I'm not slowing down. That's why they, that's why they called you no Charlie question. Skates. Well, my you know in the car business, they call him a skate. You don't want to be a skate. My first. We used to, we used to have a, a dealership I worked at that if you skated people, they were allowed to fucking bring you in the back and fist fight with you. Really? And there, yeah, and there was this new guy there. His name was um, Jamad, um, uh, John Jamad or something like that. But anyway, big old tough dude. And there was this dude that always skated everybody. Fucking professional skate. Like, everybody hated him. Like, you, you better watch out because he will snap, sneak, sneak your deal. So anyway, he did it to this freaking, uh, they called him the greedy green pea. Well, sneaking a deal, define it. Sneaking a deal well, is. skating them. You skated them on the deals when you took the deal. You knew it was theirs, but you didn't care. Well, you no, just that I never them. did. I know, but that's a skate in the car business. Yeah, gotcha. so, 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 so this guy, they called him the greedy green pea. But he was tough. And uh, this known skate that would skate people left and right skated him on a deal. 
this great brand new guy and uh and um he found out about it walked out we were all standing out and it was a honda west over on west sahara or east sahara i remember it and so we were all standing out on the front lot <laughs> this guy walks out finds out the guy bought the car earlier the day because he just him. showed up the skate was sitting there in the little you know jack off session we'd all have and here comes this fucking guy john and uh the, the, the dude that skated him was sitting right there wearing a red tie. And John walked up and he said, dude, did you, did you help my customer this morning? And he said something like, no, it wasn't your customer. He, they didn't mention you. He snatched him up by the fucking tie, dragged him behind the fence. And all of a sudden, like a, a second later, you seen him come out and the other guy not come out. And then everybody, of course, went, ran back there because that's where you'd go to fist fight. You ran. You ran back there. He was all beat up on the ground, bleeding. That's what you. That's what skaters got. No. So you weren't Charlie Skates in that fashion. No. Okay. No. Just but my, my 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 point is, if there was an up, we had no up system. It was like a free for all. I'm on every up. In fact, I remember it was like ten o'clock, uh, five to ten. Do you remember when uh, Jeep was also Rolls Royce dealership here in town, and Dan Tobin had a Jeep. And then there was Rolls Royce. Well, kind of a Rolls Royce station. Whatever. But at the end of the day, this guy pulls up five to five to ten. Everyone's on the front line. Guy pulls up in a piece of trash car, gets out and says, I want to demo the Silver Seraph. Everybody like went the other way. I said, I'll help you. Came in, I said, I'm gonna need your license, want a credit app. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Guy came it back with Yep. Would you have a 10-dime max cap on that? It unit? was, yep, exactly. It was a flat. So, you know, I never prejudged. That happened to ever. me in Seattle, dude. The guy came in with a backpack, flip-flops, shorts. It was my first day at the dealership. Everyone fucking laughed. I was working in an Acura store. The the new Legends and everything were out. The NSX was out. Those were the cars. Yeah, so this kid comes on the lot carrying a backpack looking like a hippie. And in Seattle, that's, you know, a lot of people. And usually it just means you're not, you know, rich, obviously. So everyone bailed and yeah, hey, a new guy basically to me. Take that up. I took it. Dude, that bag was filled with money. He bought a fucking car, cash instantly. So you never want to. You never want to. Like to me, dude, it's like if I'm working in a sales environment, every single person I meet is an opportunity. No question. It's an opportunity. So when you see an opportunity and you want to start debating on whether or not that's a fit enough opportunity for you. That's when you're getting fucking lazy. Because as a salesperson, dude, I'll up a 14-year-old kid looking for the fucking bathroom. Because guess what? That 14-year-old kid looking for the bathroom might fucking be there a little bit ahead of his dad or mom that's coming to buy a fucking car. No question. And not only that, it's called being good people. Whatever it, happened to being good people, Charlie? Like, it's one ten, It's an hour 10. we got to wrap this up. Give them three things. If someone's struggling in their business... And, and and you're like, listen, let's pretend they're Carmen. You're wanting to give them three good pieces of advice. You only get them three things. How about this? This is the best question ever. All right. Carmen, you're on your you're you're about to die. You know you're done, dude. You got one more time to talk to Carmen and your kids and give them three pieces of advice you've learned. Oh, dude, this is tough. You can you're only give them three. The you can only give them three, and then your lights are out. And, and the three pieces of advice that you want to give them is so that they live a happy and blessed life. Not necessarily rich, but happy and blessed. What are the three pieces of advice from all your travels and all your mentors and all your experiences? What would they be? I mean, the three words that you're... Not words. 
They can be sentences. All I'm saying is the three things you'd tell them. Like, here's an example. If I'm on the deathbed, my son walks in and I say, son, always be humble and kind. If I was on my deathbed, the first thing that I would tell my son, first of all, is how proud I was of him. Because as of right now, today, both of my kids are extremely driven. They do good in school, and I'm extremely proud of them. So that would be the first thing. Which would instill confidence, which would, which, would, would, which would accidentally be extremely valuable, and most would people help. would have never said that. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Hold uh, on. I'm going to bomb that one. Yeah, so that's, that's number one. I don't think a lot of people in relationships, whether it's business or personal, will always tell people what we, what we don't like. But, dude, I tell my friends, I like my close friends, every time I hang up with my buddy Chris, I tell them I love him. If I see my buddy Chris... I'll kiss him on the cheek and say hello. That's just how I was raised. So um, that being said, I tell people, my kids, I'm proud of them. Chris who, by the way? My buddy Chris Hattenbach. Oh. Remember that one Chris dude that was back in you the telemarketing in- days? Huh? Remember that one Chris dude you used to hang out with back in the telemarketing days? What was his name? Chris? Uh... I don't know. But I would tell, I tell my friends. Yeah. You know, I love them. My kids, the same thing. So Okay, so number two. Number two, integrity. You have to have integrity. Which is? You have to do the right thing. You is have that integrity? To do, that's integrity. You have to do what you say you're going to do. There's integrity in my book. Yeah, you have to do what you say you're going to do. Doesn't always have to be the right thing, do. but damn it, you said you'd do it. You'd do yeah, it. even when you don't want to do it. So I, uh, I'll give do you- Do the right a, thing when I'll, no one's I'll, looking. I'll that's give, integrity too, right? No question. Okay, yeah, so, 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 so I you're proud of them? I think the definition of integrity, and I, and I, and I read this somewhere. It's, Dude, we, it's, only got, we only got like. What, what you do when people aren't looking. Exactly. That's true integrity. So you'd tell them that, to, to, that you're proud of them, which would instill in confidence. Right. You're, you're proud of them. You'd say, listen, always do what you say you're going to do. Always have integrity, son. Yeah, and the last thing I would tell them is, you know, I tell my daughter every day when I drop her off to school, make it happen. And, 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 and what I mean by that is I, I let her know that she's put on the planet to make a difference. She has a, a, a duty to make a difference in whatever she decides to do in life, whoever she comes in contact with. And uh, she does. I mean, she's captain of her, of her basketball team. She's top of her class. And she's uh, driven. She already knows what college she wants to go to. You know, you know Nito Copain, president. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like when she was in fifth grade, you know, Nito sent us a bunch of, of stuff. She decided that day that, you know, she got on, on the uh, website, looked at the school. It's called High Point, isn't High it? High Point University, yeah. So she's uh, very, very driven. So I'm fortunate. So, you know, integrity, love, respect, th- those are key words that I think are used for me, both in business and in personal life. And if I could leave your audience with one thing, it's what my mentor told me a long time ago when I was about 24, 25 years old, his name's Jerry Epstein. Your personal goals equal your business goals and your business goals equal your personal goals. And especially when I met my wife, I knew that if we didn't have the same personal goals and business goals, if, if she didn't back me up or knew what I needed to do in order to reach a, a level of success or vice versa, the relationship's not gonna work. So that's always stuck with me. That's a good one, son. That's a real good one. So, folks, listen. Oh, Charlie, by the way, we didn't even dip into it only because we've known each other for, what, 
100 years? Yeah, over 20-some, 25 years. 100 years. years. So, so if you guys want to reach out to Charlie, man, go find him at Chino Charlie on Instagram, the Charlie Chino on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of it, Charlie Chino, C-I-N-A, and or go get his book, Expose and Close. Better yet. Why don't on exposeandclose.com. Exp- or email him, because if you remember, I gave you his email. Why don't they go and get the VT? Dude, if you guys want a VT system for to train people better or to create knowledge and 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 sell and monetize it, trust me when I tell you our system is 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 head of, head and shoulders above anything you can think of, and we got all the things here to do it, all the expertise, all the relationships. We have the knowledge, we have the system, and we have the relationships. You have nobody else on earth that has that. So call Charlie; he can help you with that too. And I have expose and close virtual training. That's right. That's so, right. so, folks, hit my boy Charlie up. Until next time, keep it real.